Give your hands to him this morning. Magnify his name. Exalt his name this morning in the name of Jesus. For his goodness towards you. Bless his name. For showing you mercy. Exalt his name this morning. Worship him this morning because he alone is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. He was Lord yesterday. He is Lord today. And he shall remain Lord forever and ever. Worship him this morning from the depth of your heart in the name of of Jesus. Wave your hands to him. Give him a wave offering this morning. I bless his name. I bless his name this morning. Yes, Lord. We thank you this morning in the name of Jesus. We bless your name. We exalt your name. Ikapa <laughs>
Revelations chapter 20 verse 11, John the Revelator reveals. He said, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was no place found for them. Yes, Lord. He said, I saw a great white throne and he that sat upon it from his face, the heavens and the earth fled away. This is the one we are worshipping this morning. This is the one that we are gathered unto this morning. He said, he sat upon the throne upon whose face the earth and the heavens fled away and there was no place found for them. There was no place found for them. But us today, there is a place found for us. There is a place found for us. There is a place found for us. He said, now therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation for them. He said, when he shall appear, we shall see him and be like him. He said, it does not appear who we shall be. But when he appears, we shall see him and be like him. Lift up your hands once again and begin to worship him. Begin to worship him this morning. He is the great king. He is the I am that I am. The face of whom the earth and the heavens fled away. But he has given us access this morning. He has called us unto himself this morning. Wave your hands unto him and bless his name once again. Exalt his name once again. Magnify his name. Let the whole earth know that he is the Lord. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. And in the affairs of men, he reigns supreme. Let the whole world know. Let the whole world know that he is Lord. Yes, Lord, we bless your name this morning and we exalt your name. We magnify your name this morning. We praise your name. We glorify your name. That you are Lord. You alone are Lord this morning. You alone are Lord this morning. Shut up, Papa. 
Lift up your hands, say, My Father, my Lord. My Father, my Lord. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. For your grace. For your mercy. We are gathered unto you this morning. Have mercy on us. Show us your mercy this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. 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 You are all welcome to this morning's anointing service. And I welcome you specially in the name of our Father who has given me the opportunity to bring you the word of God this morning. You are all warmly welcome once again. Before you sit down, I want you to visit two or three people and welcome them in the Lord to today's service in the name of Jesus. Welcome somebody this morning Welcome somebody this morning. Give them a hug shake. Give them a handshake. And if you can, give them a hug. And welcome them. Welcome them. Amen. Praise Him. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Bible says there is joy in the presence of the Lord. At His right hand pleasures forevermore. Amen. You are all looking beautiful this morning. Amen. Amen. I can see Auntie Tina there. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You are all looking awesome this morning. Amen. 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 The Bible says, Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined forth. And we all have come to Zion. Because the Bible says, For ye have come unto Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. And so we are come from Zion. And out of Zion, the perfection of beauty God has Zion. shined forth. So tell yourself this morning that I am beautiful. Tell yourself that I am beautiful. Amen. Amen. 
if you begin to see yourself in the light of the way God sees you, nobody can talk you down. Because God says you are beautiful. And so you are. Amen. Amen. This morning is our last Sunday before the great invitation. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. We are gearing up for the great invitation. Amen. Amen. How many of you have heard of the great invitation? If you have heard of the announcement about the great invitation, let me see your hands up. What is the great invitation? Amen. Amen. And I hope you are preparing towards it. And you are doing something towards it. It is a great invitation. Where we invite all men, all manner of people. To come and hear the message of salvation. To come and hear the message of salvation. The message that brings them hope. The message that draws them closer to the Lord. The message that will give them a right standing before God. And so it is the great invitation. So you must invite somebody. Invite somebody. So today we are looking at the great invitation. And then great invitation. Why the great invitation? I didn't think I told you made it wrong. Why? I didn't hear. Is it necessary? If it is necessary, why? Why must we invite people? The great invitation. Let us look at something in First Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 19 to the 27th verse. First Corinthians chapter 9, 19 to 27. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain them all. Verse 20. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. Verse 22. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. Verse 25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Verse 26. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. Amen. 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 This is the Apostle Paul speaking. 
how he wins all kinds of people to the Lord. He said he was made everything unto every man. To those who were Jews, he became a Jew unto them. Those who were weak, he became weak unto them. He identified himself with them that he might win them unto Christ. The ultimate purpose of his being, he noted, is that he might win the lost to Christ. And so we must know this morning that we are saved primarily so that we can win others to God. That we have life. God did not take us away after we received salvation. It is so that we can introduce salvation to others. Amen. Amen. Praising. Jesus is alive. And so Paul is telling us something this morning. That he became everything to all men. That he might win them to Christ. Those who were weak, he became weak. He identified himself with them. Amen. Amen. Let's look also at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 to 33. He says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Give none offense, neither to the Jews nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God, even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. That they may be saved. This was the mindset of Paul. That whatever he did, it was not a profit unto himself, but a profit unto others. And what is this profit unto them? That they may be saved. That they may be saved. That is the essence of the great invitation. That men may be saved. That is why we are all going all out with our substance, with our strength, and with all that we could ever have to invite as many as we can to come and hear the message so that it might profit them that they may be saved that they may be saved so the salvation of the souls of men is the ultimate purpose of the great invitation Amen and so if we are here this morning and as we are preparing towards the great invitation next week the purpose of it you may be wondering why must we invite so many people to come and fill this place as many as thousand people the purpose is that they need to be saved and that is the only way we can do it. By gathering them unto the Lord and giving them the message that brings salvation. Introducing them to the name that brings salvation. And it is only one name, the name Jesus Christ. For the Bible says there is no name given to men. In heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Whereby we must be saved. Except the name of Jesus Christ. And so that is why we are gathering men unto him. Because he has commissioned us to do so. Therefore go 
and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit He has commissioned us to go into the world to go into all nations and make disciples of them He saved us and He has given us the ministry of reconciliation that we should reconcile men unto Himself. And He has given us the ability to do so. He has given us the power to do so. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth he has given us the power to do so he has given us the ability to do so if he had not given us the ability to do that he wouldn't have sent us to go and do that it is because he knows that he has given us the ability. That is why he has asked us to go. Amen. Amen. If you were a mother, or if you are a mother here, and you know that your daughter or your son could not cook, you would not have instructed him or her to cook, and that you are going to town and you'll be back. It is because you have taught him or her to cook. That is why you have instructed him to cook. Amen. Amen. The Lord has given us the ability. He said, I will not leave you alone. And lo, I am with you. Even to the ends of the world. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So he is with us. That is why he has sent us to go and gather men unto himself. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. He says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. He said, that which you have heard of me among many men, many witnesses, the same commit unto faithful men. And so the Lord has committed unto us because he has found us faithful. Faithful men and women. That is why he has committed this Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Paul was a man that gave himself out. He said, for your sake we are being poured out. He's a man that gave himself for so winning. Amen. Amen. And this is what our father has got to say. He said, not many Christian leaders use the language of soul winning today. We hear a lot about disciples, which of course is biblically a strong terminology. After all, Jesus' mandate for the church in the Great Commission was an is to go to and make disciples. Still, none other than the Apostle Paul, a staunch advocate and practitioner of disciple making, also used the language of soul winning or winning people to Christ and the gospel. In 2 Corinthians, as we read from verse 19 to 22, he makes use of the word to win to win many. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 19 to 22. 
Let us look at something there. For us touching the ministry to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. Are we there? I mean 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 19. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain them all. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews to them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law, as without law, being not unto not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. He said, I am made all things to all men. At all times, I might win some. I might win some. I might win some. How do you relate to people of different kinds? Have you failed to speak to him because he is perceived to be a drunkard? Have you failed to speak to him because he is perceived to be someone who is fighting in the area? Paul said, to all, I became everything to all men. That I might win them unto Christ. Until you are able to draw near to them, you are unable to win them to Christ. Amen. Amen. And so we are going to look at something that will make us effective when it comes to the great invitation. An effective soul winner. An effective person who invites people. One. An effective soul winner has a servant's heart. An effective soul winner has a servant's heart. You cannot win one unto Christ if you have a master's heart. Because as a master, you will not understand why you should get up and go and call someone in the morning. When this person knows that today is a Sunday and it is a church day. But if you have the heart of a, of a servant. He said, I am made all things unto all men. In other words, he became a servant unto every man. A born servant unto Christ. And the purpose is that at all times he might win some. And so an effective soul winner must have the heart of a servant. He said, for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain them all. That I might gain them all. If we would be able to fulfill the target for the great invitation, we must all have the servant's heart. The heart of a servant 
And what is the heart of a servant? The heart of a servant is yes, sir, master. He said, go here. He said, yes, sir. Do this. He says, yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And I believe we all have the servant's heart. That is why we are going out to invite people. That is why we are going out to follow up on the people we have invited. That is why we are going out to preach to people. It is because we have the servant heart. And so we, we have to be servants unto them all. It does not mean that we must compromise our stance as a Christian. Paul said, to the Jew, I became a Jew. To the weak, I became weak. And I might win them unto Christ. It doesn't mean he compromised his stand as a Christian in order to win a soul. It doesn't mean that when you are going to win a drunkard, you must equally become a drunkard to be able to win the person. Amen. Amen. What it means is that you understand the reason for the person being a drunkard. You understand why he takes delight in drinking. So when you understand this and you give him an alternative that Okay, you think when you drink, your problems will go away, your troubles will go away. But the moment you come out of the drunkenness, the problems are still there. But when you give him an alternative, which is Christ, that when you come into Christ, not only does it cause you to forget your troubles, he actually takes them away from you. He said, he himself has borne our grief. He has borne our grief. He said, cast your burden upon him. For he cares for you. And so when you understand the trouble in which the person is, when you understand the person's state of being, that this person is a drunkard, there is a reason that he or she is drinking. When you understand that and you introduce Christ to him as the one that is able to save him from that, that means you to the drunkard you became a drunkard. Because you have put yourself in his shoe to understand why he is drinking. Amen. It is not for you to compromise your stand as a Christian. You don't need to drink to know how it feels to be a drunkard. When you see a drunkard, the way he is walking here and there and falling into the gutter and hurting himself, you should perceive how it is like to be a drunkard. You don't necessarily, you don't have to go and drink. To say that to the drunkard, I became a drunkard. That I might win him unto Christ. Have you seen the blind leading the blind before? They all will fall into the ditch. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Paul stated that he had made himself a slave to everyone. In order to win more people. The word Paul used for slave means a born slave. Someone who was the property of another. And so to that person that you are winning, you have become a slave to him. In his mind. 
Amen. Amen. And the purpose for which you became a slave. You might have been a master on your own. A master on your own. Having men seven under you. But to that person, you became a slave so that you might win him. And your purpose for doing that is that you might gain more. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Do not sacrifice your stand as a Christian in order to win someone. Don't compromise your stand. And so you are inviting this guy to church. You are inviting this lady to church. And the condition he or she is giving you. Amen. You don't have to compromise your stand as a Christian. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Secondly, an effective soul winner has an athlete's discipline. An athlete's discipline. Every athlete, a proper athlete, that competes at the Olympic level is a disciplined person. It's a disciplined person. And so Paul said, I beat my body under subjection. That after I have preached unto men, I myself do not become a castaway. He said, I beat my body under subjection. So that after I have preached to men, I myself do not become a castaway. And so you must discipline yourself. You must discipline yourself. You cannot go and invite someone when you yourself you are always fighting in your area. How are you going to invite the person? Do you know when a perception about you is formed in the minds of people it becomes very difficult for them to eradicate that. And so when they form a perception about you as a quarrelsome person you go and invite this person it will be difficult for them to follow you. And so you must beat your body under subjection. So that when you had gone to invite them, they don't describe you as a quarrelsome person. They don't describe you as a drunkard. They don't describe you as a gossip. Some of us have okro mouth. In fact, there is a disease called the cow disease. What it means is that you cannot sit at one place and you cannot shut your mouth. So you see the cow whilst it is moving, it is chewing. Whilst it is moving, it is chewing. And so you move from one place to the other. Gossiping. Speaking about people. Use that precious time to win someone to Christ. Use that precious time to invite somebody to church. Amen. Amen. Yes, when you invite thousand people, when you invite ten people, they all might not follow you, but at least one of them will follow you. And so Paul said, Paul said, he said, at all times, that I might win some to Christ. That I might win some to Christ. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. 
An effective soul winner has a selfless attitude. He has a selfless attitude. You cannot be an effective soul winner when you are selfish. When everything is about you. Everything is about you. You alone. But if you want to be effective, you must be selfless. You must be selfless. Paul said, I became everything unto all men. That shows how selfless he was. Shows how selfless he was. Paul reminded the believers of Corinth that they were to do everything for the glory of God. He said, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Evidently, the Corinthians like to boast about themselves. They considered their favorite preacher to be better than all the rest. And so the psalm will say, I am for Paul. I am of Apollos. And then Paul will ask them, did Paul die for you? And they were people that wanted to be known for most the, mo- the people who are most, most tolerant when it comes to sexual freedom. And so Paul said, it is reported amongst you Paul say, you come from Jose, that there is fornication amongst you. He said that which is as a son unto a mother, a brother unto a sister. And so to them, they must accept everybody. And so they must act in every way, shape or form. But we must have a selfless attitude. And that was how Paul was able to win them unto Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. An effective soul winner presents a Christ-like example. And this is very important. An effective soul winner. There is the saying that action speaks louder than words. The actions you portray, they speak louder than the things you say with your mouth. Amen. Amen. And so an effective soul winner presents a Christ-like attitude. What you say is what you do. Your words match your actions and your actions match your words. And so this particular one is a combination of all the three that we've spoken about. And so when you are talking about them going to do something, you are telling them to follow you to church. They must see you always going to church. And so you don't invite the person to come to church today and you yourself don't come to church. And when the person meets you, so who is now going to follow up on who? I invited you to come to church. Myself, I didn't come. Now I meet you. You also didn't come. Who is going to follow up on who? Praise him. Jesus is alive. So that is how we present a Christ-like attitude. 
So when I am asking you to come to church, it means me myself, I am going to church. When I'm asking you to be born again, it means I am born again myself. When I'm asking you to pray, it means that I am praying myself. When I'm asking you to come to church early, it means I must come to church early myself. I don't ask you to come to church early. And I come and come and close the people. My actions do not match my words. I say one thing and do the other. And that is not a Christ-like example. Whatever Jesus spoke, whatever he said, he demonstrated it to the people. He showed them how to do it. It is because they always saw him, his disciples always saw him praying. That is why they could ask him to teach them how to pray. Amen. Amen. It is because they always saw him praying. Moving to the mountain sides to go and pray. Withdrawing from the, cl- the crowd to go and pray. That is why they could ask him to teach them how to pray. And he taught them how to pray. And so we must present this Christ-like example to people. So Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So our father is asking us to go and invite people. I remember we went for ah, a program Mikhail, at 37. That day, I didn't pray. I, my mind was that from there, I was going straight home. Immediately, we closed. <laughs> okay, so we came to drop some people here. And then Papa asked all of us to sit in the back. And then straight, we drove to Ebri. We went to do evangelism. Amen. Amen. And so he himself is an evangelist. He speaks the word to people. And so when he is asking you to do that, he is not asking you to do something that is out of the normal. It is because he practices it himself. He does that himself. That is why he is asking us to do it. And he knows that we can do it. That is why he's asking us to do it. He knows that this target is possible. That is why he has given this target. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. And so whatever we are doing, in all things, the focus must be that at least so that we could win some to Christ. So that we could win some to Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. So these are the things that will make you an effective soul winner. It will help you to be an effective soul winner. And we need it. And we need it. And we need the wisdom to also do that. We must know that we did not call ourselves. And that Jesus called us. He called us. And ordained us. To do this. It is something we can all do. 
He said, ye have not chosen me. John chapter 15 verse 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. And he has asked us to go out. And our father made us understand the importance of the last words of a man on the earth. A man's last words are very, very important. They are words that could save his children. And if those words are not heard, the children may live in perpetual poverty. Because when the man is alive, he may not tell his children where his wealth are. But when he is dying, he tells them, I have this here, I have this there. Give this to this person, give this to that person. And so these were Jesus' last words unto his disciples before he was crucified. He said, Go ye therefore. Go into the world and preach the gospel to all nations. Every creature making disciples of them. Amen. Amen. And we must know that soul winning, without soul winning, our Christianity, what is the essence of Christianity without soul winning? Because if soul winning were not to be important, the moment we gave our lives to Christ, God would have taken us out of the world. But because it is important, that is why when we became born again, he is still keeping us in the world. So that we must give the salvation that we have received to others. It is a very crucial aspect of every Christian life. Praise him. Jesus is alive. It is the bedrock upon which the church is established. Because had it not been so winning, you and I would not have been in this church. It is because somebody invited us. It is because somebody spoke of the church to us. It is because somebody said, let us go to church. Initially, you might not, you were not you know, willing to come. But at a point you gave in and you said, okay, let me go. And see what is there. And now you have seen it yourself. Some of us, if somebody was not persistent on us, we would not have been here today. When the person was inviting us, we kept giving one excuse after the other. But the person did not give up. The person was not selfish. They say, if you will not come, be there. But the person was selfless and made sure that you came. And here you are today. Had it not been that, the church would have been empty. So it tells you the importance of soul winning. If the church will be full or will be empty, it depends on you and I what we are doing as members of the church. By our actions and our deeds, the church can be full. By our actions and our deeds, the church will just be you and I. And there will be no growth. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Why is so winning important? 
It is very important to God. Because he sent his only son to come and die for souls. And that is his number one priority. The souls of men. They are very precious to him. They are very precious to him. And for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. It means there is a perishing. If so winning is not done. There is going to be a perishing. Because how can the person believe in whom he did not know or he doesn't know? And the Bible says, how would they know unless there be a preacher? How would there be a preacher unless they be saints? How beautiful are the feet of them that bring the good news? And so there is going to be a if we do not preach the gospel, if we do not invite someone to come and hear the word, there will be a perishing. But there will be a salvation if we go out and preach the gospel and invite people to come and hear the Because it is so dear to God. Every soul is so dear to God. Look at your life. Upon all that you have done, God still loves you. That tells you how important every soul is to God. How important every soul is to God. The life of your children are so dear to you. That is why you wake up every morning and you go and roam town. Make sure that you get money to come and feed them. If they were not important to you, you wake up and say, okay. But because their lives are so dear to you. You love them. That is why you do everything to provide for them. And that is how much God loves us. He said, while we were yet sinners, He commended His love towards us. He showed us love. And so, so winning, which causes the salvation of the souls of men, is the priority of God. It is his preeminent priority. It is his heartbeat. That is why he sent his son. And not only did he send his son, he sent the Holy Spirit as well to come and empower us to go after the souls of men and win them to him. He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And the power that he gives us it's not so that we can let men know that we are powerful. He gives us the power so that we could win souls. So that we could cause others to believe in him. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So winning causes joy in heaven. It brings so much joy in heaven. The Bible says there is so much joy in heaven over the salvation of a single sinner. The angels rejoice in heaven when a sinner repented and received salvation. 
In Luke chapter 15, verse 10. Luke, said, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. Amen. Amen. And so when we win souls, there is a joy in heaven. Have you ever witnessed that inner joy that you receive when you know that because of you, somebody came to church? Imagine that joy in heaven. What you are feeling in you, that joy that you are experiencing in you, is just a fraction of what takes place in heaven. Souls are so precious to God. They are so precious to God. They are. Every soul is precious to God. He loves every soul. The souls of men. He loves sinners. Whether you are a sinner or you are a righteous man, God loves you. But there are some that do not know about the love of Christ. This love that we are talking about. That is why we must bring them to come and experience the love. To come and experience the love. It is out of love that God gave his only begotten son to come and die for us. Amen. Amen. And when we win souls, Jesus is Christ, Jesus Christ is suffering is paid for. It is a reward for his travail. In Isaiah chapter 53 verse 11. He shall see of the travail of his soul and he shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. When we win souls, and Jesus looks at his travail on the cross, then he says, he did not die in vain. And so it brings satisfaction to him. As a father or mother, when your son or your daughter completes school, and Wayek releases their results. Nah, Wayek results nah. And he or she goes to check his results. <laughs> and he's coming smiling. <laughs> and he comes to show you the results. <laughs> With if it is B C one in change. <laughs> if it is was A once in change. <laughs> What is the joy like as a parent? Even their terminal reports. When he brings it and he's first in class. Imagine the joy. Amen. Amen. So you know that your fees, the money you are paying as fees, is not going out in vain. Your son or your daughter is making you proud. The same way when Jesus sees us, making every effort to win souls, he is excited. He looks at his investment, which is the dying on the cross, the death on the cross. He sees it and he is proud that I did not die in vain. But upon all the fees you have paid, if your child comes home, Jesus, you ask this child, Wayek has released results. When are you going to check? Or say tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. You come back from work tomorrow. 
I will ask, what about checking results? I said, I'm going to No, I was busy. Tomorrow. It's because it didn't go well. And when finally you compel the son or the, the daughter to go and check the results, and he brings it. What is but that will not be the story of your children. Because the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. And this is the mind that he has given every child of salvation. Your child will not have this story. You shall have every cause to rejoice when you see the result of your son or your daughter. Because he or she has made you proud. Like we are going to make Jesus proud. Next week. Next week. The way you want your child to make you proud after examination, let us make Jesus proud the same way. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Why must we win souls? Why the great invitation? Why is it important? When we win souls, when we go out to invite people, we rescue them from the torment of hellfire. Yes, it's not all that we invite that will follow us to church. But there are some that will follow us to church. Do you know why? The reason some will follow you and some will not follow you. You see, when God created man, God deposited eternity in man. But when man fell from that grace, Satan corrupted that desire for eternity. I believe in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. It says God has made all things beautiful in his time. And he has put eternity in the hearts of men. And so God has put eternity in the heart of men. But when man fell from that grace, the desire of man for eternity was corrupted. So it became the desire for the world. And so resident in man is the desire for eternity. At the same time, the desire for the world. And so those who will not follow you, the desire for the world have outgrown the desire for eternity. Amen. Amen. And those who will follow you, that desire for eternity is alive in them. But they don't know how. So when you speak to them, then it revives the desire. It resurrects the desire for eternity. And they follow you. But there are some that the desire for the the desire for eternity is at par with the desire for the world. And so they are always stuck at one place. It's just like walking and stretching your legs. How can you move? Desiring the world and desiring eternity. It is not possible. It is either you desire eternity or you desire the world. When you desire eternity, God gives you the world as a bonus. But when you desire the world, you lose eternity. And this is why we must bring them and revive their desire for eternity. 
Because believe it or not, there is a day coming known as the judgment day. When man shall be judged. John said, I saw a great white throne. And the one who is sat upon it, his face, the earth, and the heavens fled away. And he said, a book was opened. Said books were opened. And another book was opened. Which is the book of life. And any man who did not find his name in that book was cast into the hellfire. And so that day is coming. That is why we must warn men everywhere. We must bring them to the knowledge, the saving power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this can only be done when you and I go out. This can only be done when you and I take our phone to follow up on people. This can only be done when you and I put our money to the basin of souls to come and hear the gospel next week. Our actions today to Friday or Saturday will determine whether this vision will be achieved or not. And I believe we are all prepared to make sure this vision is achieved. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is so alive. when we go out to preach the gospel, when we go out to evangelize to people and win souls, we save multitude from going to hell. Because multitude are those that are on the way to destruction. He said there is a broad way and there is a narrow way. He said many are those that are on the broad way that is leading to destruction. And we must do everything possible to bring many back onto the straight and narrow path that leads to eternity. That leads to eternal life. That is our work this week and forever. And we must do it with all gladness. We must do it with all happiness. We must do it as though our very existence depends on that. And yes, that is why we are living. It's not that the moment we gave our lives to Christ, the Lord would have just taken us away into heaven. But because he wants us to send a message to many, that is why he's keeping us in this world. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. And you see, God is not asking us to do this just to do it in vain. When we do this, there is a reward for us. There is a reward for us. It's a day that lead many unto righteousness. They shall shine like the stars forever and ever. He gives us a special place. There is always a special place for those that win souls. They have a special place in the heart of God. And so God keeps them. He protects them. He guides them. And he blesses them. And so when we do this, there is a reward for us. There is a reward for us. 
a reward for every soul winner. Whether it is a soul or three, there is always a reward for you. So the more you win, the greater your reward. The greater your reward. That is the work that the Bible speaks about that our works shall follow us. So that day when we appear before the Lord, we will carry our sheep with us and present them to the Lord that this is what we use our lives for. This is what we use our lives for. That should be the very essence of our being. That should be the very essence why we are alive today. That we might win men unto Christ. That we might become everything to all men. That we might win some unto Christ. That we may save the souls that are destined to destruction. Once upon a time, we were destined for destruction. But somebody also heard a message like this and decided to reach out to us. And so we got saved. We are also hearing this message today. Somebody needs salvation. Somebody needs to be saved. The salvation of souls of men is very urgent. Because time is running out. Time is running out. Time is running out. Time is running out. What should make you know that time is running out? Look at the youth of today. And look at where their passion and their desires are. It should tell you that time is running out. When you were their age, your desires were not the desires they have now. It should tell you time is going. Time is running out. And we must do everything possible to save as many as we can. To do as many as we can. Let us become everything unto all men. So that we may win some unto Christ. So that we may win some unto Christ. Next week. Is the swollen Sunday. Next week is swollen Sunday. Also known as the great invitation. Let us do something. I bet you. When the people come. There are some that will give their lives to Christ. And some will rededicate their lives to Christ. And that will be credited to your account. As the one that calls them to believe in Christ. Let us do something. Let us do something. If we cannot go in person. Let our resources go. Next week we are busting thousand people. It is a cost that is coming on us. And we must all bear this cost. This is once in a year. Imagine your hundred cities, cities, your fifty cities, cities, your twenty cities, cities, because of that twenty cities, a soul gave his life to Christ. That person was saved. Even if you were to invest that twenty cities for your lifetime, 
the profit it would have brought you is not comparable to the salvation of that soul. The Lord is calling on us. He's calling on us. Because there is a profit that awaits us in this endeavor we are pursuing. Inviting men to Christ. There is a great reward awaiting us. Are you prepared for it? And the reward will not just come and land on your lap. What you put in will determine that reward that will come out to you. The Lord is calling on to us. Are we ready to honor this call by going out to men? May the Lord touch our hearts this morning and revive our desire for eternity that will lead us to go and call men unto Him. This morning, may the Lord touch our hearts. May He pierce our hearts with His word. May He cause His desire yes, to run out in our hearts. And as we go out, may we always be moved by this. The desire for souls to be won. The desire for the salvation of the souls of men. May the Lord cause the desire to grow in us. Because he is expecting us to do it. He is expecting us to do it. And we can do it. I know we can do it. We have done it before. And we can do it. We can do it. You and I together. We will do it. Together we can do it. And the rewards that await us. Some of you will see your reward that very day. Some of you will see your rewards the following day. Because there are some of us, there are certain things we are praying about or we are praying for. Our ability to do this will cause God to answer us. Our ability to do this will trigger God to give that thing to us. Because he knows that when he gives it to you, you are going to use it for his work. The time has come. And now is the hour for us to do this. And we can do it. We can do it. One month. One month. And you see, God has given us the power. You see, there are some people when you go and invite them, you must demonstrate the power of God to them. And that is what will convince them. Because it is not everybody that you go and meet that is healthy and is able to walk. There are some that you go and meet. Immediately you greet them, they will tell you, and so are you going to leave the person? You must pray for the person and the person must be healed. That is why he gave us the power. It is for these things. And so when we are doing this, God himself bestows that power on us. And so when the person complains, or say, I'm sick. So you ask, can I pray for you? And when he says yes, 
And then you know that yes, the time has come. That God will glorify Himself. It doesn't matter whether you have done it before or not. Once you open your mouth and begin to pray, healing will take place. And so as we are going, we must invite all manner of men. Whether they are sick or they are well, let us invite them. After all, that is why they are coming to Christ. And the Lord will heal them. Before they even come here, your prayers would have healed them. Your prayers would have healed them. I know it. It will take place. And you will be amazed that God is healing the sick through you. That God is healing the sick through you. And you leave there and say, hey, I've also prayed for someone to get healed. Yes, you did it. And it was by the power of the Holy Ghost. It is because it is about the, the Lord. It is about the Lord. And so he gave you that power. To and so this morning we are going to pray. We'll pray for souls. And we'll pray for ourselves. We'll pray for the power. That when we get to men and they complain. They are sick. The power to heal. Will come upon us. Will come upon us. Imagine going to invite someone. To come to Christ. And the person says I am sick. I can't walk. I'm feeling pain in my knees. And then you lay your hands on the knees. And immediately. The person begins to walk. The speed with which the person will follow you to church. We must not go out powerless. We must go in the fullness of God's power. Amen. Amen. We are going to pray. Shall we be on our feet? We are not done, but we are going to pray. Be on your feet. And lift up your hands. Yes. Open your mouth and begin to thank God. Open your mouth and begin to thank God. Open your mouth and begin to thank God. Thank Him. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank Him for making you an instrument that, can, that He can use to bring men unto Himself. Thank God for making you an instrument to bring men unto salvation. An instrument to draw men unto Himself. Open your mouth and begin to thank God.
Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. The Bible says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and <inaudible> <my> <inaudible> face, <inaudible> and their wicked ways, <inaudible> then will I hear from heaven <inaudible> and will forgive their sins <inaudible> and will heal their love. <inaudible> He says, if my people <inaudible> who are called by my name, <inaudible> we are the people of God. <inaudible> we are called by his name. <inaudible> he said, if they shall humble themselves <inaudible> and pray and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven. <inaudible> he said, if they will turn from their wicked ways, <inaudible> what are our wicked ways? <inaudible> the wickedness of not winning souls. <inaudible> Yes, it is wickedness. Because it is leading people to destruction. Our inability to win souls. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and forgive their sin. Lift up your hands. He said he is faithful and just to forgive us if we confess our sins. We are asking God for forgiveness. That we have been disobedient to you. We have been disobedient to your word. We have been disobedient to your servant. Your word that has asked us to go and invite people. To go and call people. We have refused to do it. Forgive us this morning. And hear us as we pray. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and be able to pray. Forgive our sin of disobedience in the name of Jesus. Forgive our sin of disobedience in the name of Jesus. We're turning away from our wicked ways, Lord. And we ask that you forgive our sin. 
in the name of Jesus and heal our land.
God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind. He has not given us the spirit of fear but of power of power to me. Some of us all that we need to do this work is a little boldness. If we are able to overcome our fear, if we are able to overcome our shyness, that is all we need. That is all we need. But he said, God has not given us the, the spirit of fear, but of power. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You shall receive power. You shall receive power. And that power is coming upon you. Yes. For the work of ministry. For soul winning. The power to win souls. The power to win souls. Is coming upon someone this morning. In the name of Jesus. The spirit of boldness. The spirit of boldness. To stand before all men. And bring the gospel. It's coming upon someone this morning. In the name of Jesus. If we are able to achieve, if we are going to achieve this target, we will need the spirit of boldness. Boldness. That irrespective of the status of the person, you can invite him or her. Amen. Amen. Say, my father, my lord, I receive boldness to proclaim your word with power in the mighty name of Jesus. My father, my lord, my father, my lord, I receive boldness to proclaim your word in the name of Jesus to demonstrate your power in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Shiba la ba shaka ba 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 ba
we are going to give them hope for their salvation. That it will not be a time where we become judgmental. That one bar may have passed, sorry, I will come. That if you don't follow me to church, you go to hell. No, that is not why you are going out. You are pre- presenting Christ to them. Giving them hope for their salvation. And so our words must be acceptable. And it must be seasoned with salt. As a sign that they must minister grace unto them that hear us. And it is only the word of God that is able to minister grace. Amen. 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 So we are praying in the name of Jesus that as we go, we do not present ourselves, but we present Christ to them. The Bible says that I might decrease. And that he may increase. That I might decrease. That he may increase. It is not about you. It is not about me. It is about the Lord Jesus. He is the one we are going to present. In all our conversations. In all that we speak about. It is Christ that we are going to present to them. Not you, neither me. But Jesus Christ. So we are praying. That the temptation to present ourselves we will deliver from that temptation and that we present Christ unto them Christ unto them the Bible says if he be lifted up he shall draw all men unto himself if he be lifted up and he is lifted up and so he is drawing men unto himself we are agents of this drawing of men unto him we are not drawing men unto ourselves but unto the Lord Jesus so we are praying that the temptation to present ourselves the temptation to make ourselves known deliver us from this temptation that in all that we shall do is about to make Jesus Christ known in the name of Jesus lift up your hands and begin to pray Rapa, 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 Rapa,
The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. We are praying this morning that at the mention of the name of Jesus every plan against That says the Lord God, it shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. That says the Lord God, every plan of the enemy against our soul is Sunday. It shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. The Lord has given us the victory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Wave your hands unto Him. Wave your hands unto Him. Thank you, Jesus. The purpose of God for this church is standing. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, 
exalted above the heavens in the name of Jesus. You are the with your hands to the Lord, with your hands to Him, in the way of free. With your hands to in my He who gives us perpetual 